Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So it used to be in film and television that like if there was a gay character, queer character in general in the story, and when I'm talking like really just before like the mid-90s and before that at, to the beginning of Hollywood, there was mm. two things that would happen to that character. They either would be a villain and probably do something tragic or murder someone or something horrible would happen to them, or they would die of something. In the 1980s and 90s, of course, it was uh, complications from HIV AIDS. Or before that, it would be some sort uh, of like mysterious a tiny, creepy mustache. Or yeah. there would be death by suicide or there would be something, some kind of evil thing that would some happen. Some tragedy, yeah. Exactly. And now... We're fine now. Of course, post that in sort of the mid '90s, Will and Grace and on, there became sort of like an "it gets better" moment where straight content creators were basically creating queer characters for the sake of being like, "Aren't they great? Aren't they wonderful?" And they would be doing these sort of like, like you'd have to like them because they're queer kind of characters. Yeah. And now but they still die of AIDS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, not no, no. There was not so much that anymore. That kind of died off. Well. No pun, in, pun in, unintended oh, there. Yeah. Um, but Mark Harris, I have to say Mark Harris is, I, I know him and he is a fantastic writer and he is oh, a get great over your person. Ego. No, he is. He is, one of the, he is one of the best social critics and writers. He is awesome. He is incredible. And if you, yeah. if you, if you can read more of Mark Harris, I highly encourage you to do so. Um, but he wrote an op-ed in the New York Times um, basically talking about Jennifer Coolidge's line from this last season of The White Lotus where she says famously – these gays, they're trying to murder me. And how in, even though it's so symbolic of old Hollywood with sort of the gays being the villain, in a weird way, because of where we are in terms of entertainment and queer culture and all of these different things, now the gay villainous characters are actually kind of okay and and becoming sort of more nuanced. And they aren't just villainous because they're gay it's because of mm -hmm. a, it's because of a lot of other societal things and what makes it so fascinating is that like within the white lotus case everyone knew that a gay man wrote that and directed it it was coming from a gay point of view and so people really sort of like they it was it became funny because of that and now there's sort of a moment where i remember when i saw the birdcage and it was the first time and i had, of course 
as a kid loved I was always like loving films but I also knew that like gay characters often died or had AIDS that was how it worked and the birdcage was sort of like the first time I'd ever seen a movie where there was sort of a spectrum of of both flamboyant and Matt you know Robin Williams was very much just sort of like a typical husband of this very flamboyant man and it was sort of a very almost normal relationship and it was the first time I had ever seen that and it became kind of like a like a huge moment for me to see that you know and then now with like this sort of bad gay coming back it kind of is symbolic of this podcast in a way and how like the whole point of what we do is to be like just because there's a queer this or a queer that doesn't mean you necessarily have to have a pride parade for it like it's okay for you to question sometimes queer stuff yeah. or to laugh at it or to be like that sucks and the bad gay trope coming back, the villainous gay trope coming back, I actually think is kind of like a kind of a good thing. You know what I mean? That like we can actually see these characters and they can be villainous and not just because they're gay, but because they're actually shit people who are villainous yeah. and, and yeah, do, they can horrible do more things. than one thing. They can be two things at once. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you yeah. guys think about this? Like, have you ever hey, did I mean, you notice that? I mean, gay people can be drug mules. Gay gay people can be <laughs> prison you know all anything bad you think of like we can do it yeah um you know i you make a very i have not this is not going to surprise you guys i have not seen white lotus shocking (laughs) (laughs) uh the only thing you said was that uh that raised a tiny red flag i mean obviously alan very eloquent and and i agree wholeheartedly was that a line could be funny because we know the writer is gay and i i guess i would i would like to think that like we don't you don't need to know if the writer is gay to know whether a line is funny or not. Yeah. I only said that because it's one of those projects where the writer director is so synonymous with the project. It's sort of like an Alfred Hitchcock situation where like, you know, that's coming from the particular voice. Whereas in other situations, I agree. It's irrelevant. Who's the writer director. You know, you saying that, I guess the the point of me bringing that that up was you saying that uh, brought up this very disheartening moment in my life, like a year ago, uh, after I did a show this woman came up to me and she was uh, she was mar- um, a partner with one of the other comics. So she was like, she wasn't just like a, like a rando. She was like, you know, she was with a comic there. And she said to me, um, uh, I didn't like you at first because you were wearing a hoodie that had a sports team on it. And I thought you were a douche. And then you said you were gay and I liked you. Oh, oh my wow. God. And I remember wow. being so put off. Yeah. By that, that I and this was a queer person as well. Uh, no, I don't think she was oh, queer. Okay. She was she was with a man, but I, needless to say, ignored her for the re- remainder of the evening, including within that conversation. <laughs> um, That's but so, I, so gross. So I, man. I do think I still I think we you know we all probably have a little ways to go still, but but I mean we I, all get those comments is, too. Can I tell you those, those? I mean, just those comments of like I remember saying like someone saying to me years ago, like I was on a show because they needed like a gay person, and like you know right. those comments <laughs> those comments are definitely. You hear them a lot. Yeah. I'll tell you why that's particularly annoying to me. Because A, wearing a hoodie with a sports team on it is neither good nor nor bad. It's just yeah. that's a that's a hoodie. Yeah. So that's already like bizarre to me. But secondarily, it goes exactly to the point about like the idea of being excited to see gay villains make a return. Because she's saying, because you're gay, you're not a douche. Yeah. You can you 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 like that yeah. you wear that hoodie, but you're not a douche because you're gay. Or you're in other inoffensive. Words, and uh, exactly, you're inoffensive, and you don't 
you're i mean to me it's it's like her being like i'm not there's no energy of you have I'm no not energy afraid that of would ever yeah. ever uh, you know bother me for any other reason yeah and it's like you you're, you're making complete you're making a complete judgment off of two things that you don't that don't actually carry weight yeah. whether sports indicates whether someone's an asshole or not or yeah. whether someone's gay makes a difference as to whether they're an asshole or not yeah we're right. allowed on this podcast to say when gay people are annoy us but like she can also say the same thing it's fine yeah. but like yeah yeah who, well, is she, who is she to say that to you? It, it also goes back to the conversation that we've had on this podcast before but also have regularly in our text chain is that just i mean so often we find that like certain queer comics get huge and it's like well what like what are they delivering that's different? And 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 the feeling is that like, are they huge because they're filling that sort of like straight quota for that queer moment that they you know, and, and again, I understand that like that's the same thing that the comic said to me on a show being like, Oh, they needed a gay co- they needed a gay person. But I also know that like there is this sort of syndrome of you know, representation that says, Oh, well, this one person fits it in every category. So we're going to like put everything behind that person and it creates a lack of nuance and voices and it it's rains, a vacuum and it, and it reminds me of like you know back in the day like i think of Sandra Bernhard and how she was this queer voice that makes that makes one of us go ahead alan you don't like Sandra Bernhard <laughs> no i'm just kidding oh wow i mean Sandra Bernhard i don't i don't think of Sandra Bernhard frequently but well, yeah you sh- <laughs> well you should think of Sandra Bernhard <laughs> okay. you should think of her more often because she is largely the reason why you're able to do a lot of new york shows because she right. she opened the door for a lot of queer comics in new york cuz she was out from the 1980s doing these weird sort of like stand up one and even in at the comedy store here and everywhere like she was doing these sort of like queer adjacent performance arty things that but she was also complicated and she was she was she wasn't always sort of like saying the right thing so that straight people were applauding her she was nuanced and she had enemies and she had people who hated her and it was and it was kind of like that sort of because not everyone needs to walk around getting applause we're not oprah every comic out there who's gay or who's anything is not like fucking oprah getting applause everywhere they go and so to me sandra bernhardt is like the definition of how someone a queer comic being authentic, should, yeah. being authentic, and maybe being a little controversial sometimes, and not agreeing with everything she says, and that I wish we had a yeah. little bit more of that mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love Sandra Bernhardt, and I used to be like, oh my god, my friend used my friend Michael used to be like, you would love her, and again I was like, oh my god, no, I ma- and I imagined her doing like cabaret with like cabaret, terrible right? music and fedora, <laughs> yeah. and like, and then I went to go see her, and it was like, holy shit, she's an actual rock goddess like yeah. she's a and a stand-up and a stand-up and yeah. a beautiful singer and a cool lesbian mom she's like a deity yeah mm. yeah and she's weird and she I mean, leans into being weird but you can say the same thing about judy gold you can say the same thing about so many queer comics from the 80s and 90s who they had mainstream success in some capacity sure you could say that but also they weren't applauded because they were queer they were applauded because they were weird and funny and they were mm. original and they had talent and their queerness did not make them funny it was it was what they did that made them funny and now in a lot of times it feels like so often the people getting hbo specials or netflix specials are getting applauded just because of their queerness yeah, and, it's clapter. and the content that they're doing is just them being queer and yeah, it's click. It's that, but that, it's that's clapter. also that's it's every demographic of comedy in in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, yeah. It's algorithm comedy is here to stay, baby. 
This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Not even joking. So we are joined today by Sarah Jo Alaco and Dan St. Germain. And they aren't they're family. They aren't just dear friends, arguably family of <laughs> you're making it worse. Uh, they are also married and host of the new podcast, The It Couple Podcast, yeah. in which they watch a horror movie on date night and then talk about it with one of their hilarious friends. Uh, like Brent Sullivan? No, I haven't been invited on yet. Like, <laughs> like the wrestler Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I love friends. it that that's the one he <laughs> uh, Each week they tackle the best and worst of horror in the hopes of Dan showing Sarah Joe something is scarier than being married to him. Wow. <laughs> we're we're lovers, guys. We're, I we're mean, coming out and we're coming out and telling everybody. You for the two, first time. Yeah. You two are Peter's so vagina. So, so fucking married that you're sharing a can of Diet Coke. You didn't I even know. you didn't even pour the can into a cup so that each person no. could individually drink Why would you a do glass. That? Why nobody would you nobody do wants that? it. Nobody wants it in a cup. You Times it... are hard, you guys. It's I mean, like this is all we can afford right now. <laughs> that's like that's like my parents. My parents would at the movies because well because we were poor, but they would get a large soda and they would share it between each other, and then they'd, they'd off you know, like one week they'd get Diet Coke, one week they'd get Coke for my dad. It was sort of a back and forth. Yeah. That's crazy. Did they have two straws or just one? No, one straw. One straw. Oh, you're like, and they ended up beating each other. Yes, yes, yes. Murder suicide. R.I.P. Dad. (laughs) It's actually the Uh, basis of one of the movies in the next podcast. Yep. Uh uh Oh, this is so. Wait, I have to ask you because I am obsessed with horror. Obsessed with horror. I love horror films. Well, we'll have to have you on then. Well, of yeah. course. Before, make sure before Brent Sullivan. I need to yeah, be Brent before. Brent the last. Brent I'm going to make sure there's another comedian named Brent <laughs> yeah. before Brent. I don't know who yet. Wait, Brent, Brent Weinbach. Yeah, Brent Weinbach. Do you choose? Do you choose? Because people in horror, there's two different types of people. There's like the highbrow people who have to do like obscure Israeli horror. And then there's right. like the people like me who are like, bitch, I just want to watch Jamie Lee Curtis scream. Okay. Right. That's it. Um, we usually just do the ones, it, it seems like we're doing classics on the main show and then new ones on the Patreon, uh, on the Patreon. Oh, oh interesting. so oh. ladies and gentlemen, we just like, I, I literally just went to like, like couples that host movie pods and, and, and anyone is anyone doing a horror one that's funnier than us? I couldn't find it. So let's do that. You know, like, Very utilitarian, not, Dan. Let's Good not, for you. Yeah, let's not fix it if it's not broken, folks. Yeah. Oh. So, we're not I, we're not June and fall. Like no, we're not, they do okay. bigger move. They're 
they're more successful. Way more successful than we are. <laughs> you uh, both independently love horror horror movies. Yes. Yeah. What, now, what, wait, 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 wait. Tell me, like, what do you think? Like, what makes for a good horror movie, and and or what are the kind of horror movies that you guys like? Okay, yeah. so I I love anything that has like a little critter, like Chucky, yeah, or oh. Puppet Master, anything where there's like a little ghoul or yeah. a ridiculous critters. figure. I yeah. don't love critters. aliens. Critters always. Um, I don't love aliens. Like, I don't love the the sight of like the skinny. She's very in- unsympathetic to the migrant crisis that's going on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Get him out of here! Like, I <laughs> that's so interesting, you know? Wait, Dan. What are your What are your go to horror movies? Um, you know, I I think like everybody, uh, you know, we had Henry on, and he was like, you know, the top ones are the top ones, whether it's like you know Texas Chainsaw or. Or the thing, or the Exorcist. Um, so those are always my top ones. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why. I just get like relaxed, I guess, Same. by something, mm-hmm. something horrible, something worse going on, and then my life is something right. that always relaxes <laughs> me. Well, it's my let life me, crime. Let me quickly throw out. You meant Henry Dombrowski, since Henry is not the Oprah of comedy. Uh, he probably yeah, thank probably you, should Dan. give up a, a last. We're not name. having lunch with <laughs> them. Me, We're on their uh, second. Oh, I don't know if you knew this. Henry just released a video saying to donate to the Hawaiian fires. So please. <laughs> oh, okay. good, It's so interesting, Sarah, because like I I've always struggled with getting into the critter like Chucky, like the the the, the ones that are like so detached from reality. Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. harder for me to be scared of than like. Mm-hmm. Oddly, The Exorcist or Halloween, even like th- those seem more plausible to me, which make for me a better horror film. You know, Sarah's yeah, right. short, so she's four eleven. So anything that like she's five, she's taller now. But she's like, <laughs> but like she <laughs> likes she likes uh, revenge of short things. Yeah, like when yeah. a little like a little short <laughs> yeah. monster troll. Wow. What's, what's, what is the difference? What is the difference between like a? Because I don't like horror movies, mm-hmm. but what is the difference? I like. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> before we have Brent on then in that case. I like I don't mind we'll have like Elliot a... on and he'll do like an action movie just to piss Brent off <laughs> I don't mind I'm determined to get th- Brent into these next tapings by the way oh yeah <laughs> I don't Sorry, go, ahead. A... go ahead Elliot no, I don't mind a psychological thriller or something a little like, but I, my ex was always like, you should see Hereditary. You should see, you'd love it. You'd oh, love Hereditary it. Hereditary so good. I don't want to, I don't want to watch it because like, do, do you, do you guys like camp scary, real scary? Like, what all, of it. All, all of it. it. all of it. Like, I like it all. The campier, the better sometimes. There was a movie. So uh, when we first met, it wasn't like on our first date, we were like horror movies, but it's something right. that kind of slowly living together and being like, what are you watching? And like for Dan, it's always wrestling. And for me, it's always Bravo. And then oh. horror was like the thing we were like, yes, together we can I'm do sorry, this. but Bravo and wrestling are honestly both like staged the same. The Very violence similar. is similar. The, the the relationships are not too dissimilar, mm-hmm. so it's not that far off. The storylines are very yep. similar. I mean, I've been watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and it's the best show on TV. It's so good. It's it's kind of a horror it's film. It's the and best it, show. When, what's her name? Heather. TV. Literally, I have to describe this for Brenton and Elliot, because I know Dan and Sarah will completely mm-hmm. understand this moment. Mm-hmm. I, there was in the second episode, I believe, one of the ca- one of the cast members drank too many um, espresso martinis and Yum. <laughs> proceeded to get really, really, really sick in the van. And they have a shot of her throwing up in a bag while pissing herself in the van. And it is literally like 
high art to me. Like it was, it was, <laughs> it was the best thing I've seen in 2023 so far. Yeah. And, they, and they end up at Trixie's motel in yes. uh, I mean, Palm Springs. This show, they had to, I mean, when you think about this show, like Jen Shaw is in jail for like 10 years, like 15 years. Mm-hmm, I forget. Mm-hmm. I think longer. Like, like 30. Member was in there for, for fucking legit elder abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had to replace her with the cult leader accused of grooming. They're like, oh, <laughs> that that's more um Mary copacetic. Cosby. Mary yeah. Cosby yeah. for anyone who Mary doesn't Mary Cosby. That's yep. more copacetic to a to a larger audience. <laughs> well, well, I mean we, 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 the fact that Mary crazy. The, fa- the, fact crazy that, show. the fact that Mary stayed back and did not go into the party and told the driver to take her to McDonald's, I have never related to something more in my life. I have yeah. never. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. And I think she had nuggets. Yes. I think she had chicken yes. nuggets, which is always my go-to at same, McDonald's. Same. How much mm-hmm. money do you think the woman who was filmed on camera pissing and vomiting at the same time <laughs> made from shooting that episode? Like, selling her soul. Oh, a couple and, thousand like, dollars. What? A couple thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, sag rate. What's, lot, the, right? what's the yeah. going what's sag yeah. weekly rate? She's got to get 15 grand an episode now. No, right? She might. Heather might. You think so? I mean, 10? yeah, perhaps. But still, we're not talking like... Money. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, she's not making, yeah, no, no. 15 okay. grand for oh. vomiting on is it's fair, yeah. Let's get back to horror for a minute, um, <laughs> yes. because it, ma- it matters to me more, and I'm all, I'm all that matters. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like horror movies that aren't that are too too wild, like mm-hmm. for instance, it was a good example of like, I wasn't scared at it. I mean, it's a great movie, but I wasn't scared during it because you're like, I, I don't believe in killer clowns. Like this is, it just doesn't make sense. It's mm-hmm. not grounded enough. But to me, The Shining is like something that could conceivably happen. And that is still one of, you know, the ultimate horror movies to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think um that and also like the exorcist i think yeah. anything that's related to like religion and possession mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff that's why a movie like hereditary as fucked up as it is is so good because yeah. it really is grounded in the reality of this family until it's not and then it goes awry yeah. well you know with, with it what i loved about it, <laughs> what i think like why people like always like get kind of hung up with it is that like in the book there's a scene where like when they first go against Pennywise, he has like all the kids have sex with one another. Oh yeah. Well, and they all have sex with the girl. With the girl, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which is is actually even more disturbing. But it's played it's played for like oh they're you know like this way they can get rid of their childhood and fight the monster. Yeah. It's a real bizarre scene. So like wow. Well, I mean that's that's <laughs> Stephen like... King though. I mean I'm reading Stephen King's new book right now, and it sort of has that same quality as it in terms of sort of like the mysterious other world stuff. And mm-hmm. I will say it is the only one that's a non like what Brent said. It's not believable. I'm not afraid of killer clowns, but. Because because mm-hmm. it plays on childhood fears in a way that like I can very much relate to it makes yeah. it more real in a way but Stephen King is actually kind of gross like if you he's a great writer but if you read his stuff or watch his movies you realize wow he's actually just kind of filthy like he's just he talks yeah. about like farting and pooping and has mm-hmm. weird juvenile humor. It's very strange. Oh, he wrote really? Cujo in a blackout. Yeah, well, misery, oh, right. misery is a metaphor yeah. for his, or an allegory for his cocaine addiction and him getting off cocaine. Like, literally, he wrote it yeah. while coming down. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually just watched that the other day. Go ahead, Elliot. Misery is great. Oh, have you guys heard, so have you heard of a movie called Skinamarink? Yep. Oh, Seen wait, that. like Skinamarinky, thinky dink? Seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so 
terrifying. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, you know it's stupid. It, it's it, you know, it's like one of the, it's um, it's real low budget. I think it was made for like a couple hundred bucks or maybe like which a means they dollars. are all millionaires now because uh, <laughs> that's the thing with horror. You make it for ten bucks and you make like like that new Australian dollars. movie. What was that called? It was a huge uh, thing talk to us, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. Talk to yes. me. That was so now that's good. fucked up. I that's was, the kind of stuff. Talk that to me feels was like about. Up. It's sort of also like otherworldly spiritual thing, but you 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 basically like touch this thing and you do this ceremony and you kind of become possessed by this thing for a period of time, but then it starts to creep into the family. I mean, it was, it was, it was an uncomfortable film. Yeah. It's and the the best thing about a horror movie is like, if it doesn't have anyone you recognize in it, because then you're watching hereditary, right? It's like, you honestly feel like this could be, you're like, that's fucked up. But if it's like, Tony Collette in Hereditary. Um, uh, at one point, I'm just like, what a beautiful woman. Like Muriel's yeah. way. I know. Like, like, you just go I'm, on this. I do this with every movie now. It's like it's hard to become engrossed in a film when you're looking at Tom Hanks. You've yeah. seen him. Yeah. Oh. You've seen him for four decades, not and, me. and that's not to say that i don't like tom hanks but you're like sometimes i want to get lost you i know? want i want to yeah. go i want to go and have that hug of the hanks i want to see tom mm-hmm. hanks and know i'm gonna be okay for two hours <laughs> do you now, love so early... does chet hayes he wants that too. <laughs> yes, do you love true. early tom hanks like I, mean, I watched the money pit recently and really just what a lovable man yeah it's great is. well i do want to ask you guys though about so like one of the things that i remember from early on in michael and i's relationship is that he would do this thing from Paranormal Activity where, like, you do that, like, time-lapse video thing yeah. and he would just stand there and <laughs> do the thing. And it, uh, it was one of the funniest things I think I have ever cute. seen. And it was This would be it, so funny if this is how we found out your relationship was, like, really unhealthy. And, <laughs> and I, we all thought it was, like, this cute. But like, did, did you, you guys... You thought it was cute and we were all, like, got, like silent. No, like, we're doing... Normal. Everything's fine. Everything's... We're still doing Paranormal Activity. We watch it regularly. Yeah. But do you guys... Did, when you found out that you, lo- you both loved horror, which was obviously into your relationship already did Mm -hmm. you have that sort of like oh yeah this is real this is gonna last (laughs) yeah i mean i i I think uh yeah i think you need something to like because you can't be we could not become of covid if if we already became a separate tv how i think we would have been done because we all know tons of relationships that failed miserably uh through covid so i think like finding like one thing Mm-hmm, and then yeah. I'll watch. I mean, we watch true crime. We'll watch Doctor oh, yeah. and, and then I'll watch. I'll watch reality. So watch some. We're also wrestling, big but... fans of nine eleven. Oh, so same. Any We've been watching so many video nine eleven videos recently. This well, I've seen year. them all, sweetheart. So, <laughs> and, uh, and let me tell you something. I still don't believe it. <laughs> Building seven. Building seven. I just, I just discovered Regis and Kathy Lee on the morning of nine yes. eleven. That's its well, own. Well, no, it wasn't Regis and Kathy Lee. It was Regis and Kelly then. Uh, uh, yes, really? sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I still say oh. Kathy Lee. Yeah, like it's nineteen eighty eight. It well, was Regis and I Kelly, wish. and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a deep cut. But my favorite thing about nine eleven is when. Say oh, that boy. again. Uh, that's a great. Yeah. That's the clip no, but, this no, week. My favorite my, thing about my 9/11. favorite thing about YouTube nine eleven clips is a much better way of phrasing that <laughs> is that you'll you'll watch these clips where you know live like news anchors are talking through what's happening live, mm-hmm. and the second plane hits, and they'll be like, "A second plane has hit. We um 
we cannot confirm, but that it's we're starting to think this might be intentional. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, it's intentional. When the second yeah. plane hit, it was intentional. I feel yeah, that's when that's when, that's when that's when Brent grabs the lotion. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it's coming down, it's coming down. <laughs> wow, we are getting canceled uh, for this one. <laughs> but but I do want to ask you because I'm pretty sure one of the co-hosts of this podcast mm-hmm. had something to do with you guys getting together is that not correct oh my oh yes, yeah indeed well she was in building seven <laughs> and, uh, no. elliot, elliot worked for the port authority elliot uh <laughs> i had gotten out of a horrible relationship with a real pos and uh, i was single for the first time in a few years and Elliot sent me a text and he's like, are you uh, dating anyone? I'm like, no, I'm like off the sauce for a while. He's like, oh, Dan St. Germain wants to like meet with you. And I'm like, or like take you out or something. I'm like, but I brought him in for things. Like we've cast him and stuff. Like, why does he, what does he want to have a general with me? He's like, Sarah works in casting. Yeah. I was on the other line. Like, no, tell her I want to see her pussy. (laughs) (laughs) But also I wouldn't mind reading for girls. Um, <laughs> I remember, by the way, when we first started dating, like I, uh, my age at the time, I said, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm actively fucking the uh, casting agent on this." No casting so, like, associate. I, I, that's what that's what you guys or associate, whatever the fuck. So you guys are always looking for that. So you guys have it, and I still didn't get it. No, and I would check his avail, and I would be like in bed with him, and they'd be like, "So sorry, he's not avail." He's like, "I'm avail." Yeah. <laughs> right. On a break, but yes, Elliot. Elliot was our little matchmaker. Oh, oh that's so oh, great! I, I love that story. Elliot, is, are I... you dating somebody right now? No, I'm not. Do you have somebody in mind? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, okay. Wait. No, can no, I? I wait, can I tell you? Iconic- can I tell you the other side of that story, which is, mm-hmm. and and I this is my favorite part. So Dan, mm-hmm. I consider myself a really good and supportive friend. And I, one of my favorite people in the world is Dan St. Germain. I think the world of him as a comedian and a person. But Dan, at one point, shortly before he met Sarah Jo, Dan said to me, he was like, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I think I kind of like Sarah Jo. I, mean, I, I, might, I might ask her out. And this is like the first time I've ever done this in my life where I was like, Dan, what are you thinking? That's never going to work. <laughs> That's never going to work. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful. Like, what are you talking about? And, and it literally makes me so happy that we are here like six years yeah, later. All you wow. need to do is just make sure the girl you had a crush on was in a really abusive relationship. <laughs> And then you can just swoop in like swoop Carrie right in. Grant, baby. Yeah, you uh, are. You guys have your. It's like your own little horror movie. We Ooh. are. Sure. We really are nice. a little horror movie. I think, uh, and COVID really proved that. Like we were in the woods. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember. Gonna... I remember. I don't know if we had a Zoom or something, but Dan Dan did our podcast during COVID. I did. Yeah. Yes. And you, I mean, you really were sort of like having a shining experience in the we woods were, somewhere. We were at an, a ski resort in the Berkshires, Jiminy Peak, for like six months. And in the beginning, it was just us and like the man that worked at the general store. And we were all by ourselves. And then slowly- The man man that- Sarah and him would spend a lot of time together. Um, (laughs) I miss him, Roy. I miss Roy. Wait, what did- what? Now I'm fascinated by Roy. What what did (laughs) Roy do? Was so it was just the three of you for six months. Like what? It was did... like it was. It, we were just looking for a place like um, that was like 
like ski rental sort of place that we were just gonna spend um mm-hmm. it, it, it ended up it ended up becoming fun but it was it, our it, favorite it, it our favorite place it, we've it, ever it, lived it, it definitely was a little bit like yeah um shining shiny and, and and postponing reality you know oh like, yeah from, and no. we, we, you know, you're at a resort, so they, I mean, they did have the security guys that would drive around, and yeah. but it was when the weather got nicer. They would just yell, you know, it's not real, right? <laughs> we would, we would do like a lot of hikes and stuff like that, and it was, it really was, it was like, um, it was like retirement. Yeah, we were yeah. like, we should that probably get back sounds, to humans. Yeah, incredible. There was some documentary on on Netflix. I forget what it was. I didn't watch it, but it, the preview was that the couple went away on a first date, like a sort of spur of the moment first date, and they wound up spending like a couple months together because of COVID because mm-hmm. they were stuck wherever they were. Like mm-hmm. wild, mm-hmm. wild stuff. And I mean, yep. those kind of stories I think are made for, I mean, well, scary movies, but also love stories. Yeah. 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 And can it's, they be both? Yes, can it be a horror can. movie and yes. a love story? Yes. It's also funny because one of my favorite so my, when I I'll cycle it, I'll, you know, bring it all back here. One I like horror I like putting on bad horror movies in the background while I do garbage, right? Okay. Yeah. And when I say garbage, of course I mean masturbating, but uh, mm-hmm. I like bad <laughs> horror movies in the background, but every once in a while, maybe every 10 or 15, probably 15, uh, you'll actually get like a decent storyline. And one mm-hmm. of my favorites ever was this random, um, like low budget horror film on Netflix. And I'm forgetting the name. Maybe it was called Frozen, but it was the idea was that these three people basically snuck into a ski resort and went up uh, on the ski lift for one last trip oh, down I've the mountain. Oh, I've heard that. I've got to check and out they that. got stuck that. on the ski lift on a Sunday night. And they realized, you know, 50, 60 feet off the ground. They're like, we're stuck here until next Friday. So we are going to die if we don't somehow get down. And then you watch them go through all the different ways of, you know, basically <laughs> dying in that mm-hmm. circumstance. Yeah. And it's it's like a really tense movie. And mm-hmm. and I have innumerable times in my life thought about what it would be like to be stuck on a ski lift on a sun, on a Sunday night. I, I you know, I want to see that one because that's always it's 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 the uh, ski lift and then the feet and and the drop and yeah yeah that's yeah. terrifying. Terrifying. And heights are terrifying. I hate heights. Yeah. So same. like I don't love a ski lift um in general. Why, although why do you hate yeah. a, why do you hate aliens? Oh I don't like the way they look. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the feet so- like the eyes when you and saw the... the mexican governments um uh, oh did, were you terrified of that h allen not at all i was disgusted <laughs> i was like what the fuck is this little dipshit i they thought it was get... is this cake i get, I get we we did think it was is this cake we're like <laughs> what are you doing i like neil degrasse tyson um he said something like i just don't like in what world does everywhere else in the universe have nostrils like why like that's not a thing why do why do nostrils have to exist they don't have to exist elsewhere yeah Yeah. exactly yeah do 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 you guys think it's a like you think it's uh uh um i think it's a fake or i think it's a mummified body from like probably thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago that's just really tiny or something i don't know like a little owl it looks like a little bad rep that guy who unveiled that body has been accused before oh he has uh, oh god really of of, uh of of lying about it so i don't know elliot if you remember this there the montauk monster that washed ashore in like the early aughts what's the Montauk Um, monster explain that i don't know that 
it it was a creature that everyone thought was like a, it's, an it's internet a host. Billy Joel. You, how dare you? That man is a living saint and an alcoholic. Um, who's not in this room at this point? I mean, well, the two of us. Spirit is but uh, in spirit. Yeah. So uh, the Montauk Monster was like this thing that washed ashore. And this was the very early days of like Gawker. Yeah, and yeah the Gawker internet. was really like, into it. They were really into it. And it was, I think what they figured out, it was like a raccoon. What? But it had no skin on it. If you Google the Montauk Monster, going to. it has like a beak. Um, but they're uh. like. But also, like, but that's I, where all the but there were there were, there were experiments, there were animal experiments well, there's, going on around there. Plum so Island, Plum Island is that that's, does that's, all these oh, right. So they think it kind of probably came down and around from because Plum Island is closer to the North Fork. If you're familiar with the uh, Long Island, uh, <laughs> but it was like I'll, a big thing. I remember that, and I will tell you that again. I don't like horror movies, but I would see a horror movie about Katie Beers. Um, that's fucking horrible Wait, which, horror. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So Sarah and I grew up a town away from each other on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And when we were kids, there was a girl named Katie Beers. And Katie Beers disappeared from this giant, oh, I remember you scary, saying something about this. a giant space, like a, like a sports complex or kids complex arcade place called Spaceplex. Is there a documentary the about it? No, not, oh. there should be, but mm. it was the, it was this, Katie Beers disappeared from Spaceplex. Mm -hmm. And then it was like the I mean, it was the the talk of Long Island for what mm -hmm. I think were months. And it, there were yeah. all these different suspects. And I remember I mean, I was a kid where I remember every unfortunately piece of trash. She was from a very unfortunate background, and every Poor person, girl. every character mm -hmm. was was every suspect was <laughs> scarier than the last. And then they actually found her alive in a soundproof bunker, <gasps> chained up in her own urine. If she's chained up, I think the urine part's implied. <laughs> she's like a bucket. Yeah. There could be oh a bucket. There could be a bucket there, Alan. Well, in, hey in Stephen King's new book, that happens, where the guy is like in a cage in a basement of a house of this old couple, and they ha he this has is, a bucket. That mm. shit happens, though. Like, you know, Dan and I are also, maybe this is how we started. We were really into, like, serial killers. So we would watch all of these different uh things and we would fall asleep to like murder same, podcasts and same. stuff like that. that too yeah and it's it's there's just something very calming about well first of all all right going back to katie beers i'm so sorry well, yeah we, we have to we have to pick up where, yeah. we have where to pick elliot up. left yeah. off so i'll say um they found katie they found katie in a soundproof bunker underneath the home of her i guess her uncle and she was chained up and he made her watch live tv coverage of her being missing oh. but she came out alive and and yeah. fine and then went mm -hmm. on years later to grow up move away from long island bless her heart mm -hmm. and write yeah. a book and she seems so well adjusted right? and yet i don't know how there's not a horror movie about that it's kind of like room but i guess it's like it's like room but like with the stench of like Are her husband and the uncle so close or <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. all right. Well, guys, it has been such a delight to have you on. You are two of my favorite people in the whole world and so mm -hmm. funny and talented. Where can people find your podcast and where can people find you online? Well, across all podcast platform <laughs> mediums, good <laughs> sir. Uh, we're on Podbean, we're on iTunes, we're yeah. on YouTube. Um, so yeah, check us all out. Subscribe. The it couple podcast. The it couple. I can't, yeah. wait. Yeah. I can't wait to be on before Brent. 
Yeah. I, know, I can't wait yeah. to have you on. <laughs> Looking forward to that too. We're gonna get. gonna be Alan, Elliot, and then the audio engineer. And yeah. yes. our cats. <laughs> I mean, there's like every, there's a long list before Brent. <laughs> and another thing. So I have a, <laughs> I have a, a a new pathetic story to share to share with you guys. <laughs> Um, I, I have lots of pathetic fodder for this podcast. Um, but, um, so it starts, uh, it starts about a decade ago, long before OnlyFans, even when I lived in New York, I discovered, uh, a guy, um, uh, a college student had a YouTube channel in which he was often in his underwear and he was very fit, this individual, and he, uh, the way he phrased uh, his videos after he garnered a, a big enough following was that you could you could DM him or you could you could Skype him and you could buy videos from him uh, that were mature oriented, shall we say? And I like fell in love with this guy and gave him a lot of money <laughs> over How over much? the span of several years. Uh, not crazy amounts, but probably uh, two three hundred dollars. Okay, um, and about- he wasn't. I thought you were going to say thousand. I was like, me too. Oh my God. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. certainly not. Um, anyway, long story short, the other thing about this guy was that he never showed his face, but he was lazy and he used the same screen name over and over for different things. Wait, did he show it on YouTube? Yep. So okay. his YouTube screen name handle was the same as. So if you Googled his YouTube handle, you would find any number of different message boards where he would post things like Reddit or whatever. And he would occasionally put face pictures on those. So I vaguely knew what this guy looked like. Um, cut to, so this is literally like 10, 11 years ago. Cut to a week ago. I had uh, I had a very chill Friday. Uh, nothing going on. So I took I took a Xanax. And I just, just figured I would kind of meander my way around gorgeous, beautiful downtown Los Angeles. Uh, maybe get a couple snacks or something and just have a nice, delightful day. And I, at one point I was at this outdoor, like this, out, this outdoor cafe with seating. <laughs> and I could tell that there were some people um, in suits, like, you know, mostly guys, a couple women uh, dressed very business, business fancy, I, I, I guess you would say. And they were taking a picture. <laughs> they were trying to take a picture of each other and they kept, there kept being one person who was taking the picture and then handing and then it they off. would and then handing it off. And so I was after I, I watched this for like a minute, I was like, you know, maybe I'm just gonna go up to these people and offer to take a picture for them just out of the goodness of my own heart. So I start walking up to them and literally as I do so, uh, like their group starts to kind of evolve and they're done with pictures. So I at that point I felt embarrassed. So I just kind of pivot and walked through the group. And as I walked through, I looked at one of them and i realized it was the guy i've jerked off to hundreds of times wow. the guy whom i've bought jerk off videos from decade a decade ago and he was wearing a name tag that was his exact name i knew his name like a hello my name is a ki- yeah kind of um wait he was you knew in- his real name and it was real name as well so obviously he goes by his handle on YouTube, but but again, because you could Google his handle, you could find his real name. And I want to see this guy. Text me. Okay, I yeah. will. Um, 
So anyway, I, I was like, I obviously under no circumstances would say anything to this guy um, in front of his coworkers that would be horrifying. But I was like, if he... Sir, sir! Hey, sir, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, sir. I've blown loads to you. Um, but I was like, if I could get him a look, like if he could, if like his coworkers walk off and he's finishing his coffee, I'm going to say something. I have to. I have to say something. Yeah, you got to say something. He also marketed directly. He's not gay, but he marketed exclusively to gay men. Well, yeah. The way, obviously, I know not many women are buying jerk off videos on Skype <laughs> no. circa 2011. Um, I need this. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, long story short, I was not able to, I was not able, he was, he, at no point was he alone. So I was never able to say anything, wow. but I did come home. I found him on LinkedIn and I discovered, um, cause he's still really bad at bearing all this information about himself. I discovered he lives two blocks from where I live. How did you find out where he, he lives? Works, address. He works How did you uh, find four his blocks. <laughs> How did from, you find his address? Web. That website that you sent me, Elliot, where you can <laughs> oh, search by people's addresses. Oh, the website. Wow. All right, the website I sent you to protect yourself from having people find out your <laughs> address. You've literally never used the website to find someone's address? No. No, I had to wipe. I had to, we had to, our family had to wipe our addresses. Yeah, clean that's what I used so for too. Yeah. Yeah, I told everybody I knew, including you, to, to use it just to wipe all your family's information because you don't want to be able to trace them to their apartments. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's a website that exists that gives you information about people. So I don't, I don't know why that is like this appalling. And I literally discovered it from you. But okay, um, I like how you don't get. <laughs> but you, but you're curious. He works. It's a crazy coincidence. I know it is. It, it is. is so used to like it is wild. It's it's your own version of that. Um. Oh God, what's his name? Serendipity. Who's that actor's name? Help me, Michael. John Cusack. John Cusack. Thank you. Um. Yeah, John Cusack. That serendipity movie. But yet, instead of that glove that they used in the movie to find each other, <laughs> yours is like a jerk video. Like you went home and you were like went through seven different hard drives to find the one video. Right. Right. <laughs> the, the 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 name tag. Hello, my name is like. Paid or something, or like <laughs> Carver. I mean, I'm trying that to is that is just wild. I mean, I have often said that, like, when you live in cities like Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, like you know the big cities, the interchangeability of people in those cities. Because if you live in New York, nine times out of ten, like you're gonna either stay there or maybe get a promotion to a job in another big city, like a Chicago yeah. or an LA or whatever it is. So like. I'm all I but I am genuinely surprised sometimes when I was always surprised in New York when I would walk around and stuff and I would see someone from like my high school or something. And like yeah. it, it's just it's just it's so in big it's cities a, it's so wild to have those moments. It's a little different in New York because in New York there are only so many train lines yes. and everyone t so it's almost like saying there's only 15 roads in New York, so mm, to speak. Mm -hmm. And everyone uses these 15 roads. And yeah, you might not be on the same car as someone, you know, during rush hour, you're only going to pay attention to the handful of faces around you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was the same way where I was constantly running into I people mean, I knew in New York. In LA uh, though, not here. In, LA, in LA, it is so wild because LA, I was just having this conversation with my friend Jonathan about how LA is one of those rare cities that like, it's actually incredibly uncomfortable or it's 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 hard to like run into people because 
A, public transportation is not the primary source of transportation, and B, it's so spread out to the point where you don't just run into people a lot of times, unless, like, you're in WeHo or downtown bars or, like, something. But, like, even then, you can go years without seeing people just because of the way L.A. works, whereas in New York or Chicago or in these other big cities, that would almost be impossible because if you're going out at night, chances are you're going to go to one of three areas, and if you go out... 10 times in a year, you're likely going to run into someone, you know, randomly. Yeah. You yeah. know, I actually, I actually find that threat scary, like, or not, maybe not scary, but threatening the idea of being like having so few bars that you in a small place that like, you can't escape the social scene in it. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you just described every single small queer gay yeah, scene in every out. small town. Yeah. I mean, in St. Yeah. Louis, that's exactly what it is. There, there was only like maybe six bars to choose from. So you knew exactly who you're going to run into every yeah. single weekend, you know? Six Sorry, is, Brent, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, uh, what would you guys have done? Would you, like, so if if he if he had been alone, would you have said anything? I don't think I would have said anything. No. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think so. It's I don't want to... It's awkward no, because you've so. never communicated in person ever. So that sort of, like, personal communication it's not it's not a normal impulse because you've never had that in person communication yeah you could go in the direction of didn't you used to work out on the internet i remember something from youtube you could make it sort of a little bit banal and then it also would kind of tip him off to the possibility (laughs) of something else if you approached him around his coworkers and you were like hi uh just letting you know i love your work yeah (laughs) (laughs) from 11 years ago that i'm still thinking about accountant yeah no he was by the way he was still doing it until a couple years ago he was still oh my god so here's the thing and that wouldn't be so weird that's the thing like you could say i mean you could do whatever you want but like at, at a certain point it's like when somebody puts themselves out there that much or, or in any capacity, mm-hmm. there's not really like, yes, there are, there's like, is it polite or impolite? Is it right or wrong? Like, what would you do? But ultimately, like, he's made himself available in that way. So even if it made him uncomfortable, you know, it's kind of like, well, what can you do? You can't not take, you can't take it back. The yeah. curveball, and, and I agree with that wholeheartedly, but the curveball is he doesn't show his face. Oh, right. Because right, right. I Google him and just remembered he's also really handsome so i just remembered his face and well, but that's also i mean i yes there is a the consent that he was giving was to just his body and not his face so in the videos that he presented to the world that said he was also sloppy in terms of so i mean the, the if you put yourself at like what elliot was saying if you put yourself out there like the chances of being exposed are higher because of that mm-hmm. and so but the fact I mean but but the fact that he did try to maintain some privacy in the, what he was doing, I probably wouldn't approach. I probably yeah. would just keep it this because I mean you clearly got the validation you need. His name's there, you looked it yeah. up, you yeah. did everything I was, that I think yeah. was totally normal to do. So like then what else other than maybe messaging him, being like, Are you still making videos? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I think yeah. which I did, by the way. Which did, I did. Any reply? No, no, we're, no, okay. reply, no reply. Well, you could just go to his house and leave boxes of chocolate with a little like <laughs> a little love note. <laughs> your right. secret, your secret admirer. What would your aunt say, Brent? What would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? Tell Alan if he likes Mark Harris so much, why doesn't he marry him? <laughs> 
<laughs> you had that you had that in the canon mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting to go mm-hmm. uh my aunt joanne would say you know i've never seen a horror movie with mandy patinkin but if i did i wouldn't be scared oh mandy, never be scared mandy patinkin and yentl i can't <laughs> i can't how so, about aunt Anne? my aunt Anne would say i'm just surprised that man was able to learn how to masturbate on skype i could never figure out the camera <laughs> <laughs> very good very good well, until next time boo <laughs> what horror movies I don't know Halloween fair something. enough ghosts <laughs>